Welcome to the Diversity and Inclusion on Air podcast. This podcast is a program of the Association of American Veterinary Medical College's Diversity Matters Initiative. The podcast explores various issues related to diversity and inclusion in the veterinary profession and provides the AAVMC an opportunity to offer ongoing diversity programming to our member institutions as well as all veterinary professionals. My name is Lisa Greenhill and I'm the Senior Director for Institutional Research and Diversity at the AAVMC. Today's show, I am delighted to uh, I'm delighted to talk about VMAE and the upcoming ThinkWorks meeting that will be held in Houston, Texas, in April. I am delighted, delighted to introduce and welcome to the show Dr. Ralph Johnson and Dr. Candice Joy. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lisa. Great. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I have had the pleasure and honor of working with both of these individuals over the last, I don't know, six months, it feels like um, something like that, maybe less, maybe more, um, to put together the upcoming ThinkWorks conference, um, which we're going to talk about today, um, which will be devoted to diversity. And so I just want to publicly thank them for the opportunity to create for me, on one of my dream programs, like it's not that often that someone says, hey, we want to do something. Um, can you help us put this together? And then you get to, you know, put a whole bunch of cool stuff together and invite a bunch of cool people to participate. So uh, I just want to thank you both. But uh, before we get started in introducing BMAE and ThinkWorks, I'd love to give you both an opportunity to tell, tell um, our viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself. So Candice, tell us about yeah. you. All right. Well, I'm Candace Joy, and thank you for assigning me the title of doctor, but I don't quite qualify for that. <laughs> um, so I'm the executive director of the Washington State Veterinary Medical Association, and I have been in my position for about 16 years. And um, our office is outside of Seattle in the Snoqualmie, town of Snoqualmie, a little town in the foothills of the um, Cascade Mountains. Oh, wow. And um, I'm currently immediate past president of VMAE and also a member of the ThinkWorks planning committee. Awesome. High five to one non-veterinarian that gets to hang out with really cool people to another. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, tell us about yourself. Well, I'll begin just like Candace because the honorary title is appreciated. And I love the veterinary profession and have been privileged to hang in it for about 18 years when I served as the CEO for the Colorado Veterinary Medic Medical Association. And um, as of this year, I have transitioned to focus my time uh, to serve as CEO of VMAE, which is Veterinary Medical Association Executives. I'm coming to you from beautiful Denver. Um, so we both are plunked in beautiful uh, geographic spots. Shut up. I had no idea. How about how we've worked all together all this time and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool, non-veterinarians. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So um, VMAE, now tell me, uh, what is this group and who are you and, and what do you do? Who is your membership? <laughs> well, shall I take that, Candace? Sure, go for it. So we are a professional association 
And our members are executives of those veterinary medical associations or VMAs. Um, and we are located throughout the US and Canada. And our members serve really at all levels of VMAs. So we have some locals, we have states, we have provinces, regionals, national, federal organizations. Um, so it really runs the gamut. We have about 120 members, which um, is pretty much we've sewn up the market in our membership. So it's small, but it's a uh, pretty glorious network of people. Very cool. Well said. Well so, said. So what's the mission? What do you guys uh, and gals and, and, and all kinds of folks, what do, you, what do you get together to do? Well, um, we our, our mission is to help VMA executives create thriving organizations and provide effective leadership to help move the profession forward. Um, and we do that through a variety of activities, uh, such as professional development, uh, collaboration, networking. Um, we have a an extremely collegial group um, that values sharing and um, just helping each other out. And it's just, it's just, some, I can't say enough. They're just the most wonderful group that I've ever had the, the good fortune to work with. Oh, great. So tell me how many of these um, veterinary association executives are, how many are veterinarian? What's the percentage of veterinarian versus non? Out of that uh, 120 members, only a handful are veterinarians. Oh, wow. um, so it is primarily folks like Candace and I who have spent our professional careers really in organizational management and development. So we are professional association managers who have happened to get attracted into the community of veterinary medicine. And I think it's interesting. Candace has long tenure. I had long tenure in Colorado. That is typical. Once we land in this community, um, we tend to stay because it is so great and, and interesting. Um, and I'm just going to add one PS to the great things Candace noted that our network does. And that revolves around thought leadership and trying to um, assist executives develop their thinking around issues of significance in veterinary medicine. And uh, <laughs> diversity and inclusion um, certainly fits into that category. So that's a great segue. Um, why don't you, you tell us about the history of the ThinkWorks conference? All right. Lisa, I think Go. we had our first deep dive about, gosh, I think it was back in like 2004 or something. And we did it. We gathered a group of executives and kind of thought leaders about scope of practice. Mm. And, um, and this is where I really got to know my, some of my colleagues really well. And it was an exciting opportunity to really learn about, um, you know, um, the issues and how we can help our own organizations on the issues of, you know, scope of practice issues. And from there, um, and Ralph, jump in any time, um, we decided that this was something we wanted to encapsulate and repeat and, and um, offer this to our members on a variety of topics that we really wanted to do a deep dive into. Uh, would you agree with that, Ralph? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's an intimate format. It tends to be a smaller meeting of people who are, you know, ready to peel back their foreheads, open their <laughs> brains, roll up their sleeves, and really get do a deep dive into that topic. 
Um, and we have had exceptional content experts with us. Um, and the program this year that you have helped us assemble, Lisa, is just extraordinary. This is going to be so awesome with this, uh, this faculty that you've had the connections to bring into play. Um, and so we've really examined a range of topics, as Candace said, from scope of practice to what's the future of veterinary service delivery look like? Um, we've poked at various models of practice and particularly thought about how do we reach underserved segments of pet owners in particular. Um, last year's session was on telehealth with, again, a, 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 an all-star faculty at looking at the implications of telehealth. And, and we try and go from theory to practice in these sessions so that we get a deeper understanding of principles and concepts around that particular issue, but that we're going home with something we can use on Monday mm. to help our associations and our members both. Great, great. So uh, whose grand idea was it to do uh, diversity and inclusion this year? <laughs> <You're> joking, <laughs> well, <laughs> that was me. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and uh, I mean, our uh, WSVMA, um, we had been talking about how to um, bring diversity and inclusion principles into our association. And we are a, 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 we have a small board and we're a group of white heterosexual baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> and we realized that, wow, if we want to do this appropriately and thoughtfully, we probably need to get outside directly. And so, um, you know, we had gotten some interesting comments from members about, gee, our, our binary gender uh, choice, you know, for on our membership renewal forms was not inclusive. And, um, and so, so that was one thing we thought about, do we want to adopt a school? You know, how do we want to go about this to help the profession you know, build more diversity. And um, we realized, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. And um, so it became sort of my thing to want to, to really learn more, um, you know, get into it. We live in, you know, like I live in Western Washington, so it's, it's a very diverse area. Yeah. And um, so, you know, on this side of the state, it's probably, you know, Seattle metropolitan is, is pretty well, diversified, but, you know, there are other regions of our state that are not. And so our board was just really excited to think about, you know, how could we, how could we make this possible? And I mean, for me, I think, you know, our mission as veterinary medical associations, you know, if we're supposed to provide resources for veterinarians to be, you know, successful professionally and personally, well, so what does that mean? And I think if our goal is to set up veterinarians for the greatest chance of success, um, for them to be able to um, help their, you know, care for their patients to their best ability, relationship with the client is critical. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, you know, veterinarians are an increasingly diverse population or are serving an increasingly diverse population of pet owners. So being able to communicate, to work with them in a way that's inclusive, um, that's into account the pet owner's background, it's part of a successful veterinarian client patient relationship. 
so um so so that that's exciting to me to, to want to help them sure Sure. Well, I'm delighted um, to be a part of the program and, and helping organizations kind of think strategically about diversity and inclusion. And, you know, I think that that um, um, I've been around <laughs> doing this for more than a couple of years. And, you know, and certainly I think that there are, um, you know, not everyone has bought into this, but I think that um, on a on a day to day level, when you know, when folks are kind of thinking about the delivery of care, oftentimes, and I think that our colleges are doing an increasingly, I mean, an amazing job of, of teaching, um, you know, the importance of communication skills and relationship building with with um, clients. But, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I have a, a small little terrier named Barkley that, um, you know, until Barkley is able to transport himself to the hospital <laughs> With his little checkbook in hand, <laughs> with apparently a signature stamp, like you know, all roads lead to me, and and I have needs and expectations um, in that interaction. Some of which are shaped by things that I'm not even conscious of. I mean, clearly, you know, uh, there's some very outward things like race and gender that may or may not influence that um, that interaction, um, but they could. Um, along with some other demographic things that, you know, may not be as visible. So how do we help folks navigate that so that, you know, ultimately we're looking for good health outcomes, right? And, and uh, compliant clients <laughs> who feel like they have good choices to make and, and that they have choices to make, you know, result in better good health outcomes. So, um so Ralph and Candace kind of chatted with you and, and your colleagues about this. Um, you know, was it an easy sell? Yeah. No, it's been <laughs> challenging. Um, and I think inherently it's just, it's challenging to think about. And not everybody is ready to kind of turn inward and reflect on implicit biases and our positions of privilege and um but that's okay like we say it's an intimate program for people who are willing to think forward um so we are just we are going to have a grand time with a committed group of people great so i, I want to talk a little bit about the program that we've created um and uh you know i think that that there are some programs diversity programs that people think okay, well, I'm going to go to this diversity program and we're going to say, this is what black people think. This is what LGBT people think. And this is what Hispanic people think. And here's what women think. And, and, um, you know, I think that there's a, there are certainly trends within each group, um, that we could possibly talk about that, you know, would be informative, but, um, as as we were putting this particular program together, I thought that what it was really what was really important was us to focus on larger concepts rather than um, here's some you know uh, demographic and or possibly stereotypical information about a particular group that makes us all feel bad <laughs> like. <laughs> That was not the goal. That's not the goal. If you're coming to ThinkWorks, that's not what you're going to get. 
<laughs> right? And so we wanted to kind of focus on some positive things and really kind of, um, you know, learning about concepts that were applicable um, in a variety of spaces. Um, and, and that, you know, that were really, I, I love this idea. And, and where did you all come up with the idea for ThinkWorks? But I love this idea of that this is a, a thinking conference. Mm-hmm. Right. So how'd you name it Think, ThinkWorks? I think that was you, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, one of those just brain moments that happened to click. So, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, there are things we need to delve into where we need to sit back and be able to reflect and take that broader view. Um, but we also want practical applications out of it. So it's kind of think works, it all fits together. So that's what we have branded our, our time together. Yeah. Okay. So to give people um, a little a little meat on the bones, some of the things that we're going to talk about at this um, at the upcoming conference, which will happen April thirteenth through fourteenth, with a, a fancy reception, I guess, on the twelfth. Um, but we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about um, um, core values again; those diversity concepts. We're also going to talk about how to do um, organizational planning around diversity and how you can learn to assess if you're moving in the right direction, right? So it's a lot of times we, we say, okay, all right, fine. We're going to do something on diversity. <laughs> we did it. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Everybody go home. But, yeah. but it's a really, you know, um, from an educational standpoint, it's really important to do that kind of assessment to see um, if what you're doing is giving you the type of, of, um, the the type of interaction and engagement and learning that you're looking for. Um, we're going to focus on strength and um, strength and opportunities rather than weaknesses. Um, weakness is bad, <laughs> no, but weaknesses um, are really just opportunities um, for us to build strength and character. Um, and then the last um, big session, I think, is um, something I'm really excited about, and that's um, storytelling. Um, there's some really great work, um, leadership work on. Um, the importance of storytelling. And and part of that is helping people navigate and kind of think about and talk about some of their challenges, but also really leaning in and learning to talk about success. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. I'm, uh, Lisa, I just wanted to comment on the two bookends of this program because core values is where it starts. And um, you really have brought that forward and we've got some great people who are going to talk about that, Lisa and Dr. Janet Donlan, the CEO at AVMA, and Dr. Christine Jenkins from Zoetis, who has done so much work um, in this area and the area of well-being, um, to really, I think, reinforce the concept that diversity and, and inclusion is at the soul of the veterinary profession, and that really it connects to the oath. It, 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 it's, it's inherent. Um, we just need to help it flourish in its expression. Um, and starting there to get all the way through to sharing success stories, um, and you're right, I think we've got some great success stories teed up, um, is just kind of that theory to application is what that what that demonstrates. So again, thanks for helping us put this, this great construct together. 
Well, thank you. So um, on that Saturday evening after the fun group dinner and a few glasses, bottle slash bottles. <laughs> Our lips are sealed. <laughs> what do you hope folks will uh, leave Houston with? Wow. Well, I mean, I, you know, I can speak for myself and, and I think this would probably apply to others. Um, you know, I, being a, a, a privileged heterosexual white person of Scandinavian descent, you know, I don't know what I don't know. So I, I want to learn and, and hope that others will, you know, are going to gain from this learning as well. Um, you know, I haven't had to deal with discrimination. I, you know, I try to be aware of my biases, but as we all know, m m many of them are, are unconscious. So, um, so I want to take that learning opportunity and I hope that this is what everyone will gain from it so that we can bring it back to our organizations and, you know, put this into practice. Um, I want to be inspired. And I think, I think this, the program that we put together, it, it will inspire everyone to go and, and try some projects that will, um, that will really lead to significant change because I think um, this has really been talked about a lot at the national level. Um, but I think what we've been missing is, is more boots on the ground and, and, and getting a groundswell of support to get this kind of moving more. So, so I, and I think that's what everyone will take home with them. At least I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I hope they take home a little motivation too, that that insight is coupled with a willingness to step into conversation and to fulfill their role as thought leaders with their boards. And that starts the multiplication or amplification process. So um, uh, I, I want the motivation piece out of there too. Oh, great. So, and I will add that I hope folks walk away feeling that this is not as hard as a lot of folks think it is. Diversity and inclusion work is, um, it, you know, there are aspects of it that are, um, are um, that go pretty deep, but actually small changes, um, you know, personally and professionally and association-wide make huge, huge differences. And, um, and, and it doesn't have to be hard. It really doesn't have to be hard, um, particularly when you're working um, from a place of saying, I... I want um, our patients and our clients to have the best possible experience with the best possible outcomes. It's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> so, uh, what do you see as the for the future of VMAE? You, um, I know that there there have been some big kind of organizational changes, and um, yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about what's going on more broadly with the association. Well, Candace and I have not had a chance to talk about this, but I really <laughs> so this is new for her too. <laughs> and and I, it, it just really made me think about what what might be VMAE's kind of continuing activity in this regard, and not just be the kind of one and done with a conference. Oh well, we've been there. So um, we haven't talked about a work group, a task force, but. I think we should imagine what continuing work we can do as an organization. Um, I certainly think that we want to be engaging the VMAE board in discussion and that we want members to be engaging their boards. Um, I, 
I love that we have a component in the program to help equip VMA executives to help practices do an assessment of where they are. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the kind of tangible products. So how do we amplify that and make sure that people feel um, comfortable leading an exercise like that with a practice? I wonder if we have a role in helping identify or curate resources to make sure that executives and then organizations and their members um, know that Dr. Lisa Greenhill has this whole library of podcasts that <laughs> put together right. um, and other resources that are that complement and, and, and kind of build out on these concepts. Um, and I think the success stories part is important too, to provide illustrations to folks of maybe those small steps, those easy steps, and some complicated ones, but examples of um, what this looks like in practice. And that maybe that it doesn't have to be hard, but it can be glorious. Um, and I hope that we can get our boards and our executives feeling like the broader that they embrace diversity and inclusion and implement with their boards, that they're going to see broader perspective, better decision making, um, so that we're going to be able to touch association boards as well as veterinary practices. And I would also hope that VMAE can find a way to be collaborating with other organizations. We're seeing some very effective collaboration on well-being issues and veterinary debt issues. Why don't we have a similar collaboration happening uh, in the in the DNI territory where we can share and leverage resources and you know keep each other motivated uh, uh, but I just I think there might be room for a level of collaborative effort that at least VMAE has not been plugged into and with people like Candace um, I bet we'll be very willing to to get plugged into so I I'm very optimistic about where we can go, and I echo what both of you said earlier about ultimately this gets to better patient outcomes and better patient care delivered through a diverse, um, uh, what, complexion of people within and, and thinkers within veterinary medicine, um, and that everyone feels welcomed in that community. Um, so big goals, I guess, but I think VMAE has a role to play in helping us to get there. Awesome. So if you are a, um, if you're watching and or listening to this podcast and you are um, a veterinary uh, association exec who wants to know more about not only, I mean, they already know about VMAE potentially, but if you're really interested specifically in the upcoming ThinkWorks conference, where should they go? They should go to vmae.org, click on professional development, and ThinkWorks will unfold in front of their eyes. Fantastic. <laughs> and what, uh, where and when will the conference happen? We are April 12 to 14 in Houston, America's most diverse city, um, <laughs> at a beautiful Hotel Alessandra. Um, we're going to have a good time as we think hard. 
fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So come on down and uh, party with us and have a good time. Learn a lot. I promise you will have uh, the time of your life. We have um, some fantastic speakers, some great colleagues um, that uh, will be joining us. Dr. Kanita Rogers from Texas A&M's College of Veterinary Medicine. Um, Dr. Colleen Cipriani, formerly of Purdue's College of Veterinary Medicine. She just recently left and is now Assistant Dean um, for Diversity and Inclusion and Excellence at UNC's School of Public Health. But she will be uh, coming to hang back with her veterinary colleagues. Um, uh, Dr. Andy McCabe, our AAVMC's executive director, will be talking a bit about our story at AAVMC and, uh, you know, our journey, <laughs> our journey and our DNI um, programming here and kind of what we where we started and, and uh, where we are now, which um, having lived that history, <laughs> I hope he makes it sound glamorous. <laughs> At least I Let's let's not forget Kim Debro will be with yes. us. Yes, um, Kim has actually been doing um, quite a bit of hanging out with the veterinary colleagues. Uh, I have known Kim Debro for many many years. Kim um, is uh, she is a uh, public health by training, um, but uh, she spent quite a number of years with the American Dental Education Association and has now. Um, gone off on her own. And um, she is actually, she's, we've got her um, working on a number of projects at AVMC with me. Um, and I am delighted, delighted that she will be joining us at ThinkWorks. I guarantee you, you will enjoy her. She's, she's really just amazing. She's really amazing. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Lisa, you've done a fabulous job helping us prepare for this conference and plan it. And so I, I just can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. And I, thank you. I am very excited. Um, I am uh, already starting to prepare for all the <laughs> presentations and work that we'll be doing. Um, but I look forward to seeing everybody next month. So if again, if you are um, interested in the conference and learning more, um, please be sure to visit vmae.org, right? That's correct. And, and look under professional development for ThinkWorks. Um, we'll also be posting a link on um, AAVMC's diversity and inclusion on air podcast page on Facebook. Um, that is where our, face, our Facebook page is where you can find all kinds of good information about um, DNI issues in veterinary medicine, um, including links to this podcast, um, the ThinkWorks conference information, among other content. So. Thank you. I'm really, really glad to have had the opportunity to work with both of you. I'm so excited about the upcoming conference. And uh, yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I'll see you there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Your yep. <laughs> enthusiasm and uh, echo the thanks to you, Lisa, not only for your work with us, but uh, the work you have done on behalf of the entire profession. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's easy when you love your job. So, all right. With that, we will wrap another episode of Diversity and Inclusion on Air. Be sure to look for the latest episode on YouTube um, on Diversity Matters uh, page, on the Diversity Matters at AAVMC.com uh, YouTube page. And be sure to look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. 
Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Diversity and Inclusion on Air. Um, you can find, again, lots of good information and resources there. So until next time, thank you so much to my guests, Ralph and Candace, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.